Welcome to Bix and Fritz, Encouragement to Live By. This is a podcast produced by Connections Church, a church committed to reaching and serving the northwest suburbs of Minneapolis and St. Paul here in Minnesota. The vision of Connections Church is to build relationships as we build God's kingdom. Our prayer is that through this podcast, you will be encouraged and receive insight that will help you take one more step closer to Jesus. This is Ray Fritz with Bix and Fritz Encouragement to Live By, Episode 17. And today I am interviewing Jean Nauman. Jean, would you say hi to our guests here? Hey, everyone. This has been a, a week that uh, Jill and I have had to spend with the Nauman family. We got a chance to visit with Bix, who's the Bix in the Bix and Fritz here. And we, I did another episode with him. I guess episode 15. And then... Uh, on our way up to the cabin, we came up to a cabin up here in the North Shore of Minnesota. And on our way up, we had a chance to swing into Duluth and have uh, lunch with your daughter. And that was really fun because she's going to school, finishing off school, hopefully this year uh, in Duluth. And then up here at the cabin, I've had a chance to go hunting with your son, Ben. So it's been a whole week with the Nauman family and it's been really fun. So we're sitting here on the edge of Lake Superior at the Nauman's cabin, and that's a little bit what I wanted to talk to Gene about. It's just this week's message at church is going to be on generosity, and uh, your generosity of allowing people to come and stay at this cabin has just really been an amazing ministry for you guys. So I just want to hear a little bit about your guys' story of how you, number one, how you made the decision to purchase a cabin, and then also how that's kind of morphed into a ministry. So just tell us a little bit about your journey with the cabin. I believe your family is from this general area. Um, Yep. So um, probably about 12 years ago when the kids were a lot smaller. So now they're young adults. uh, But uh, we were just looking for a place where we could get out of the cities for family time on on a regular basis when the kids were smaller, got a little harder as they grew and were in sports. But just really looking for a place where we could um, do things as an immediate family, recharge, get the kids out into nature um, in you know, a little bit prettier part of the state. Uh, and we looked around several areas of Minnesota, but we just kept getting drawn to the Arrowhead region out by Lake Superior. Um, as a kid, I played around Lake Superior a ton. My dad was from Duluth, um, grew, was born and raised there. And so you know, it was a place where we went a lot as a family when I was young. And so I love that we were kind of gravitated towards that area. John loved being up here as well. Even before we knew each other, he would come up and spend time on the North Shore as well. So mm. it's kind of how we ended up here. So so you're saying this place up here is prettier than Ramsey or Andover or the Twin Cities? Yeah, sorry, it really oh. is. <laughs> hey, they all have their good parts and, you know, there's, you know, but uh, definitely a little more scenic. And, and it is. I mean, just the view, we're looking out this window over, over Lake Superior and it's just spectacular. And we've been up here in the fall to see it and it's just it's really, it, it is a beautiful, beautiful area. So you guys searched around for a place to purchase a cabin up here. And what was the, what was the reason for that? Um, I think for us, really, it was about what I said, having a place to get away to and just yep. uh, have time as a family. Um, we also you know, thought about it from an extended family perspective. So being able to bring up whether that was parents or parent-in-laws or you know, brothers or, or uh, sister-in-laws, et cetera. So, but just really having a place where we could 
make some of our own memories and and we were really adamant that it needed to be more than a couple of hours away because it really needed to feel like we were leaving the Twin Cities area and actually physically kind of moving and and um, recharging in a new place. And have the kids responded well to that? I mean, they're they're now they're teenagers and a little bit older. When they were younger, it was just kind of the thing you did. But did they enjoy coming up here also? They love it up here. So yeah. that's really great. And, and I think for quite a few years, this was where Ben always wanted to go for his birthday. So we'd ask them, what do you want to do for your birthday? And Ben would be, can we go to the cabin? Can we go to the cabin? <laughs> so he's had a lot of birthdays up here. Um, and uh, as Sam is now a young adult in, in uh, Duluth, she's brought up some of her college girlfriends and cool. been able to share that experience with them as well. So. Yeah, and Ben doesn't just know the cabin, but he knows this woods because you're, I don't know how many thousands of acres of national forest are here, but he knows his way around those trails, as I imagine all of you do. But it's, it is just spectacular what the, the area you've got to play in up here. Yeah, there's a lot of us, a lot of things for us to do, and we can literally walk outside our door and get into the national forest, which means we have no excuse to sit inside the cabin, except for when it's really cold. <laughs> yeah. So, but but even then, you guys ski. You guys cross country ski, don't you? Yes, so. we've tried it a few times as a family. Okay. Not something. We've done some snowshoeing. Um, we still do a lot of hiking in the winter. We have to be a little bit more careful about where we do that. But yeah. um, there's a lot of trails around here that get enough usage in the winter that you can still navigate. Okay, so, cool. Yeah. And so, so you bought it. You bought the cabin for kind of family memories, a place to get away, and things like that. But at some point, it kind of morphed into, and it still is that, it still is a place for your family, but it's morphed into a real ministry to people. Tell me a little bit about how that transition took place and, and uh, how that happened. Yeah, I think even when we first were um, looking at vacation property, one of our questions was that we had for ourselves was, is this something that we want to list on like a VRBO or mm. now an Airbnb, something like that? Or is this something that we didn't want to do? Um, and part of our decision on that, there were a couple of main decisions. One, it, it's a little different cost model when you're going to go into a rental property. But more importantly, as we thought about people using our place, um, you tend to be more um, apt to take better care of things when you're not paying for it. I think yeah. when you go into a rental property, you're like, okay, yep, I'm paying to stay here. And not that you're hard on it, but you're less likely to care for it as if it's your own. Yeah. Um, so that was a pretty easy decision for us. Um, but I, I, do, I do think that neither one of us knew just how much God was going to open the door for us to really bless other people with it. I think we probably had some general idea, yes, we'll let other people use it from time to time. But what we've really seen is some pretty cool and um, events that have happened in, in our cabin. So how did, how did that start, though? I mean, how did you, what, was there a first family that you... And there's got to be a little, I'm just thinking from my own perspective, there's got to be a little tentativeness of letting somebody else into your cabin also. So tell me about how you wrestled with it. And do you remember that first family that you allowed to come in? Yeah. So I think a couple of things. I think right after we bought it within a couple of months, um, I actually would sometimes bring my leadership team together from where I work. And as I thought about that, I'm like, well, why not bring my leadership team up here? What a great place for us to to um, get out. And it actually let me build into that agenda some fellowship time that we could have. Just we went hiking one day. 
Um, I brought him out to feed the chickadees one day and, you know, Dave, neighbor Dave came down and, and spent some time and taught us about birds. And it was just ways for us to do something different as a leadership team. And so I think that kind of got my interest going just in terms of this is a great place to do that type of thing. Um, and it was just a couple months later after that that I had a good friend who was diagnosed with ALS. Mm. And, um, you know, they were looking for a place as a family to be able to get away, not knowing how fast that disease would progress. And and there was a lot of questions for them about whether, you know, they wanted to do something this close or whether they wanted to try to go someplace further away. And ultimately, they made the decision that they should capitalize on the opportunity. And so her whole family, her kids and their spouses, those that had spouses and, and children were all able to come together in that January and spend some time up here as a family mm-hmm. unit. And that, and that ended up being their last time that they were together as a, as a large family. Yeah, so the last really time they were a, able to get away and do yeah. something fully as a family. And, and um, I think that changes you when you start to see that kind of um, event and you just feel really fortunate that you got a tiny glimpse into that event. Yeah. And so that, that was kind of the first family you let come in here and that kind of morphed into. Yeah. I I think it, I think over the years um, there's just been um, people who have reached out, who've known that we've had it. Um, there's been lots of honeymoons here, which is very sweet. Uh, I'd have to count them, but it's pretty amazing. Um, you know, other people grieving, um, losses, um, even after my dad passed away, he never actually got to see this place. And within a few months I brought my mom up here because Mm. this has so many memories for her as, uh, um, growing up and, or not so much growing up, but married early life with my dad. And, and, um, and so we went out and took her out by the lake and did Mm. some things. So I, I think it's a place that we just feel like has an opportunity to, for others to build memories, to grieve, to spend time together, um, to recharge. We have, um, folks who have asked about it to just get away and kind of be thinking about next steps in their lives and planning. And, um, so again, I think that's all God. I don't think that's us at all. (laughs) That's us just being open to that prompting. Um, it just, I'm just amazed that, uh, you know, we've been up here, Jill and I have been up here a couple of times. We've been up here by ourselves. I came up here one time for a study week just to prepare to lay out my sermons for an entire year. And, and, uh, and that was just a great time to just be able to come and read in the morning. If I wanted to go walk and listen to something, I would be able to just go walk in the trails or walk alongside the lake. And it was just, it was spectacular. Or go see a lighthouse because we're close to a couple of lighthouses, a couple of significant lighthouses here too. So that's right up my alley. I love those yeah. lighthouses. But how, how often would you say, it's usually on weekends, but how often, you know, approximately how many weekends a year yeah, you should actually, we should have John for that question because he logs all of our guests and visitors and knows exactly who's been here and how many visitors we've had over the years. Yeah. Um, it's He's, a lot. Um, yeah. You know, I think one of the things for us is many people are really generous with their talents, their blessings, their gifts, whether that's carpentry. And I think about Steve Anderson and what he built for the church. And you yeah. look at the worship team and, right. you know, we don't have those kinds of talents. And, and so this is just our way of giving back. Mm. So I don't know that we're really any more generous than anyone else, really, when you think yeah. about it. It's just, I think, um, 
really asking ourselves and we all should be doing that to how can we bless other people and then act on it. And I think that's what I mean by following God's prompting, right? Um, He provided this place for us. There's no doubt we both feel very strongly that we're very blessed um, at this moment in time and he gives and he takes away and we hope that he doesn't take this away. We'd like to, you know, keep it in the family and pass it on for future generations and keep using it the way that we are both mm-hmm. for us and for others to enjoy. I think that that makes me think of a Corey, Corey Tenboom quote. Um, she said, don't hold on to the things of this earth too tightly because we're leaving in the morning. <laughs> and uh, just the fact that, you know, God has blessed us with so much and we, that's not our ultimate goal to look forward to what we can do here. Even as beautiful as this is, have doesn't, pale in comparison to what heaven is going to be like. So, um, yeah, your guys' generosity has just really been, uh, and, and like, I appreciate your humility too, just that it, you recognize that it's not, it's just different than other, other, how other people serve. But this has definitely been an incredible ministry for Jill and I to get away on our own or for me to get away to study and, or to just be out here hanging with your son, trying to find a deer in these woods. I don't think there's any deer in these woods here. <laughs> hey, there's lots of does evidently this yeah, weekend, right. but no bucks. <laughs> yeah. So what are, what are some of the uh, responses you've had from people um, who have been here and just really sense? And, and I know you've got a, a book here where people write in things and every once in a while we'll just kind of thumb through there and we recognize a lot of the people and just read their their thanks and, and how it's ministered to them. But what are some of the things that really stick out to you that how it's really ministered to different people? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, there's practical ways and then there's probably spiritual ways and, and other physical um, ways. But I think practically just being able to share our love for this part of the state mm-hmm. and for people to see maybe a part of the state that they haven't seen before or maybe they've heard about, but they maybe don't even know, think that it is all that great, right? Yeah. I love when people say, oh my gosh, it's so beautiful up here. And it's like, yes, it is, right? Yeah. Um, and and that God gave that to us, right? I mean, right. that beauty is for ours to enjoy. It's ours to take care of as well. Um, I think I've touched on some of the spiritual and, and just some of the pieces where people have had an opportunity to take a break where they've needed to and, and recharge and regroup and spend time with God, just thinking about, you know, um, whether that's healing or whether that's direction for where they're going. Um, so I, I think there's a fair amount of that. And then just physically, um, you know, again, just enjoying what's around you and being able to take a step back. And, you know, I think early on, there's so many funny stories that we have, but just moving in here and getting utilities and, when we were trying to find the internet, it didn't exist at first. And it was just a whole different way of life. It made us slow down. And hmm. so I think it does that for everybody. Right. And, you know, some people will ask me, like, well, is there cell coverage? Depends on who you have. And by the <laughs> way, like, don't sweat it, right? <laughs> like, right. honestly, I hope you put your phone down. And, and we're not always great about that. And um, but, you know, it does make you take a step back. And when you interact with locals that I think are really welcoming, you know, you do get a sense of you're definitely not in the cities anymore. Yeah. So. Well, when, when Jill and I moved to, to Minnesota, it was, it was, she had never been to Minnesota until we took this ministry up here in Minnesota. And so she had never even been to this state. I had traveled through on the way to Canada a number of times as a kid. 
But the whole concept of a cabin, the families having cabins, is just a whole new mindset for us. That's not something for our, the, our li- listeners in Illinois and some of the southern states probably don't understand that whole cabin mentality. But a lot of people have cabin. I always like to say it seems like everybody in Minnesota has a cabin two hours north of wherever they live. <laughs> they just want to go a little further away. It's just like you guys, you want to get a little further away. You guys are four hours north. Um but it, it really has just opened up to an incredible ministry. And it's just fun to hear because I get to hear some of those stories, too, of just some of the people who have been refreshed. And they say, oh, we're going to Nauman's Cabin this weekend or we just got back from Nauman's Cabin. And, and uh, it was just really awesome. So I, I appreciate your guys' generosity um, and recognizing that this is a great ministry opportunity for you. But still, obviously, a place for your family to have some great memories, too. Yep. So. Definitely. Yeah. I think that, um, you know, whenever we are, when we remind ourselves, right, that we're stewards of what God's given us right now, um, then I think that makes it really easy to share, to have other people enjoy it. And I think for us, a big part of owning it is seeing that. Like, I love to hear about people's trips or if they send a picture or post something. It's just... um, it makes, you know, it's it's nice to know that we're doing something that we think would be pleasing to yeah. God. So, yeah. Sharing. Well, again, thank you. I, I, I thank you and John both just for your generosity and, and, uh, and your friendship too. It's just been, it's been really fun to watch your kids grow up and just hang out with your friends. And, and now to, when Jill and I had dinner with your daughter the other day, it was just fascinating just to see her passion for the Lord also, and just see her growing up and, um, it's been neat to be a part of your guys' family for quite a few years now. And uh, so thank you very much. Thank you for your generosity. Thank you for your example of uh, the Christian generosity and ministering to other people. So any final words or thoughts you have to share? Putting you on the spot here. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, there, is, I think what I said, right, I think we generally all have a responsibility as Christians to look at ways that we can bless others, no matter what that is and how that is. And the most important thing that I tried to remember, and I think John tries to remember, is that we need to act on that. Yeah. That may be a cabin, that may be being part of the worship team, that may be building carts that let us move things in and out of our mobile church a little bit easier. And it, that list goes on and on, yeah. right, in terms of what we can all do. Um, and this is just a small part of that. Just like the Lord has given spiritual gifts, he's given practical gifts that we can we can serve and minister to other people too. So again, thank you, Gene. And uh, um, appreciate you guys, appreciate your entire family. And thanks for taking the time to uh, share this podcast too. So Sounds good. Thanks. All right. Awesome. <laughs>